You are listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with Steve Worsley, the toxic mold expert and your number one source for mold consulting and mitigation in the USA. Let's dive into a brand new episode. Before we get started on this episode, here's a not so short disclaimer. While all attempts have been made to verify the content provided in this podcast, neither the podcaster or the producers assume any responsibility for errors, omissions, or alternative interpretations of the issues discussed here. All information stated in this podcast is the opinion of Steve Worsley. Steve Worsley is a mold specialist with over 25 years of experience in the construction and mold industry. The Toxic Mold Podcast is for information sharing purposes only. The views expressed are those of the podcaster and his alone. These views should not be taken as expert instruction or commands. While there may be references to medical conditions and symptoms, all podcast episodes are the opinion of Steve Worsley and any medical questions or concerns shall be addressed with the appropriate licensed medical professional or professionals. As the podcaster refers to different mold types, please be aware that Steve Worsley is not a microbiologist and questions concerning mold specifics should be answered by the appropriate professional. Steve isn't, nor does he offer any legal advice. For any legal advice, you must speak with a lawyer. The listener is 100% responsible for his or her own actions. You can check out Steve's books on Amazon. Just go to Amazon and search for author Steve Worsley. You can also take Steve's courses on Udemy or Skillshare, and you can find out more about those at cnccontractorservices.com. Now, let's get to the episode. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Toxic Mold Podcast. Steve, we are talking about HVAC. What does HVAC stand for? Heating, ventilation, and air conditioning. Which means what? Help people heat and cool their homes. Okay, so but, that, but that's what what it stands for is heating, ventilation, and air conditioning. So, what's the connection between HVAC systems and toxic mold? Like, where is the connection? Uh, because it's your all the components in your HVAC system is what supplies all the heat um, or air conditioning into the home, which obviously any mold concerns within that system it's not a it's not a closed system so anything that's mold related in that you know in the dust or anything in the ducts you are you would be exposed to that once you turn on your furnace so ah okay so then if you've got toxic mold your hvac system can actually be a carrier yep recirculated huh and you could you could actually have just a minor toxic mold issue inside the ductwork not necessarily a mold infestation. So you didn't have a moisture intrusion event, you know, the roof wasn't leaking, which could still have a negative impact on your on your air quality. And it's because it's in that ductwork and it's just every time your air handler kicks on, whether it's AC or heat, it's the same ductwork that, that blows the air out of the vents. You're blowing black mold right into the living area is probably a better way of wording that. Does that wow. make sense? Yeah, so it's a transmitter. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. Carrier. Carrier, yeah. Okay. So then Which is ironic because carrier is a brand of, of furnaces and, <laughs> and condensing units. Yeah. Which they're not sponsoring this podcast episode, but they no. should be. <laughs> so <laughs> when we when we talk about I hear a lot of people say forced air systems. Is 
HVAC the same thing as forced air? No, it, it's, it's very similar. The only difference is HVAC, because it stands for air conditioning, has a condensing coil or condensing unit outside so that you have air conditioning. Whereas a forced air system is like what, what we have here. It just, it's only heat. We don't, we can't turn on the air conditioner. We can try, it'll just blow warm air because there's no condensing coil outside to cool the air. So yes, they're very similar, but they are different. Does that make sense? One has AC, HVAC has AC, uh, forced air typically once again, I, I refer to things probably differently than other people do. But when I say a forced air system, I know that there's no air conditioning. Got it. Okay, so forced air means heat only. HVAC has both heat and air. Exactly. Okay, so that's a good thing for people to, to know. Now, we were talking about the, the HVAC system being a carrier for mold. What are the components in the HVAC system? And more specifically, I think what people want to know is... Which components tend to go wrong first? So are you talking from like mechanical point of view or are you talking as far as just mold? Because mechanically, I mean, like there, you... there are things that have nothing to do with mold that fail. Yeah. Not wouldn't cause mold per se, but is that what you're asking? But yeah, where, where, are, the, where is the, are the inlets within the components of the HVAC system for mold to become a serious issue? On your return air. Oh. And so... So, depending on our listeners' setup, uh, you have return air vents, supply air. People word it differently. I'm obviously not an HVAC technician, but you have a, you you have a vent that's usually in the hallway, and that's where your air handler is sucking the air, the intake. It's pulling the air from there th through. It should be a a filter. Sometimes that filter is right there in that register in the hallway, but most of the time it's down at the, the air handler, the furnace, whatever you want to call it, and then it gets filtered through that filter. So, you know, mold spores are obviously microscopic. Depending on the mold types would determine the size. So most filters, if you read it, depending on the quality of filter you get, let's just say you go with a standard, just normal, I'm not even sure how to word it, just your typical filter. It's not a HEPA filter it's not going to filter microns, which is the size of the mold spores, small enough to filter that out. Mm -hmm. So it's not stopping it from going through the rest of that system. Mm -hmm. So it's sucking the air, the mold spores are coming through that filter. If the filter's not stopping it, everything past that filter is what you're breathing. Yeah. So it's sucking air here, coming through a filter, and then pushing it back out in the register. So What'll happen typically is those the, where the mold happens is typically so so there's two different spots but typically it's going to happen inside the ductwork but there could be let's just say you have your your air supply it's just a, a, a just look like vent in the hallway if if there's mold on the outside of that and you haven't cleaned it and let's just say it's in a it's in a hallway in a basement where it's wet and it's damp and there's mold concerns. It could be sucking the mold from that hallway or wherever that vent is and putting it going through the furnace. And if that filter is not catching it, it's going to end up in the ducts. Once it's in the ductwork, depending on the mold types, it'll start building up dust and a film inside that. Typically, it's metal for your, your ductwork. That mold just sits there and starts growing inside the ducts. Wow. And... 
to let's just say there's no mold in the ductwork, and let's go back to the the example I had. Let's say your your the supply vent is in a basement, which is a no-no. But let's say it is, and it's a two-story house. Let's say that basement's unfinished, but it's contaminated air down there, so you've had mold issues, but you don't care because nobody's down there, right? If that if that supply vent is downstairs, you're sucking all that terrible, damp, nasty air from downstairs and putting it upstairs. Oof. So it goes back to, and I got really long-winded with that. I apologize to our listeners. But it goes back to why I wrote the book, The Mold Epidemic. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, so when we say back in the day, not when we were kids. Yeah. Um, Back when, when there was no forced air, no air handlers or anything, you didn't have to worry about that kind of stuff. No, you open windows yeah. and air would circulate through the house. Well, they lived in, you know, huts and yeah. whatever. But yeah, there, there was no, the, the cross-contamination concerns weren't as prevalent as they are now. Yeah. And it, th- th- that was actually, I'm kind of proud of myself for that example. That's a good example as to how you can take bad air quality from from somewhere that you don't think is a problem because it's an unfinished basement, you never go down there, and you're putting that air upstairs. And you're circulating it yeah. everywhere. Yep, but if that filter's not catching it, and let's just say it is. Let's say you have a HEPA filter, so that's the, the, the higher dollar filters, and it is catching it. Well, it can only catch so much debris mm-hmm. for so long, and then that filter's plugged, and so then the filter's worthless, which at that point, and I'm, I'm getting way deep in the weeds here, but at that point, if your filters are plugged, you have a, a filtration concern. And on top of that, you have a flow concern, mm-hmm. meaning it's not allowing enough air to come into that air handler. Mm-hmm. So that's going to overwork your the, the, the blower fans, your furnace. It's, it's literally going to have premature failure. Wow. If that makes sense. Yeah. I got way deep in the weeds on that well, one. Well, but, it, but it's going back to the whole thing that in the mold ep- epidemic, you talk about the fact that the house is a closed system today. Yep. It's closed. So everything going on in that closed system that right. malfunctions then creates an even better environment exactly. for mold to grow. Yep. And it's not, you know, going back to, you know, back in the day when you just open windows. When when you turn on your, 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 whether it's heat, obviously it wouldn't make sense for heat. But let's just say you turn your air handler on when it's 60 degrees out. It's perfect. You want that nice outside air coming inside. When you turn on your air handler, it's not sucking the air from outside. Yeah. I mean, that would be awesome, but that's not how they work. Correct. It's all, like you said, it's all on a, an enclosed inside silt system. Yep. Even with your condensing coil outside, there, the, the, that coil that I'm talking about for our listeners is that, that apparatus that stands, you know, four feet tall. That's the, when you are running the air conditioner only, that fan kicks on and, and it cools the air. That is not pushing any air into the home. All that is for is it's got refrigerant in there. I'm, I, I'm not that knowledgeable, but, uh, you know, the Freon cools the air, which gives you the cold air coming across the condensing coil. That's how you get the cold air. That, that The cold air, I guess my point is, is it there's no air coming from the outside of the home. Correct. Does that make sense? Yes, that, that makes kind sense. of got confusing there, but yeah. So there's nothing. So when you think about the components of the HVAC system, you know, You've got thermostat and blower and condensing coil. You've mentioned the condensing coil a lot. Evaporator coil, air ducts and vents. What do people need to know about those pieces of the HVAC system that matter when it comes to mold prevention? Well, a lot of it's just simple maintenance on on those, okay. honestly. Um, 
you know, to kind of deviate a little bit from the mold side of it. So if you have your condensing unit, your condensing unit's outside, the evaporator coils on the inside. It's above, somewhere around the furnace, usually it's above it. Um, that's what the air comes through, where all the coolant is. Just like on your car, you have a radiator, and then you actually have another um, uh, evaporator coil on the front of your vehicle that, that looks like a radiator, but it's really small. That's what cools the air. Um, anyhow, the fins on those on the outside on your condensing unit, you know, if you're if you're out there pressure washing things, you don't want to mess up those fins. You want to make sure they're clean. Down inside, when it's not running, you can look down into that condensing unit and it's got a big fan in there. You want to make sure there's no debris or anything in there. When it comes to the mold side of that, if you're standing outside and you're looking at your condensing unit, one of the big things that we always look at when we're doing inspections is, is that pad that it's sitting on, is it level? Why does that matter? For me, in, in the field that, that I work in, the reason why it matters to me is, is if it's settling, what does that tell us? We have a grading and drainage exactly. problem. There's a grading problem. Yeah. So if it starts to settle, that's, it, that, that's a red flag. You know, are there gutters up above it? Also, when it starts to settle, so the Freon, the coolant lines is probably a better way of saying it. You have those lines that come from the condensing unit that has that insulation, black insulation around it. Mm -hmm. It comes in through a hole in the house. You want to make sure where it enters the home is all sealed properly too. That's right. Because if it's not sealed, you're going to have, well, mice, bugs, and then moisture that can come inside the home. Yep. So um, I kind of only covered one part of your question, but as far as what our listeners really need to pay attention to, as far as the HVAC systems or forced air, when it comes to mold, one of the key things is is the filter. Mm -hmm. Make sure it's changed every three months at the longest. If you if you change it out, you know, you're brand new in a brand new home and you, you go to change it out at that three months and it's just it's plugged, it's nasty. Um, you need you know you've got to change it out at let's just say ten weeks instead of twelve weeks. If at ten weeks it's the same, you gotta even go shorter. So, you know, there are circumstances where let's say you live in a new subdivision. Yeah. They're they're building homes. There's dust. It's very dusty. Which two years from now, a year from now, whenever they're done building around you, is not going to be a problem. Mm -hmm. So maybe for the interim, you're going to have to change out your filters like every six weeks because they're doing construction right across the street from you. Got it. So make sure that those filters are obviously changed. If they're a little more expensive, make sure you get a HEPA filter, which is a high efficiency particulate uh, air filter. And then also the ductwork. That's where the filter and the ductwork itself are very crucial to air quality. Because everything in those ducts, whether it's feces from mice or whatever, every time you turn on that furnace, you're, you're, you're pushing all that nasty stuff into the air you're breathing. So those ducts need to be cleaned too. And, and did you say how often they need to be cleaned? Uh, every other year. But okay. once again, that's something that... You know, let's just say you, you you go two years and just like the air filter, if it they're really dirty, you're going to have to clean them sooner. Okay. So, and if the ducts are really dirty, that would probably tell us there's a defect somewhere on that, that HVAC system. There could be a hole maybe in a piece of the ductwork in the basement where it's sucking that air from the basement that's not filtered. Does that make sense? That does make sense. It'd be like punching a hole in the side of your car. Oh, yeah. As you drive down the road, you're like, oh, there's a there's void. Something. There's something, you know, that's why you're smelling emissions or whatever. 
Yeah, exactly. Makes sense. Wow, that's a lot. Now, what about the thermostat? You talk about humidity gauges all the time. So do the fancy HVAC thermostats now give you humidity on yes, them? Yes, they do. Oh, they do? Yep. Okay. Yep. And, you know, it used to be, uh, you know, several years ago, the only ones that you could see humidity on there is if you had a, a dehumidifier on the system. So you could set it. Sometimes you could set it just right at the unit in, in the mechanical room. But these days, yes, most thermostats on the display should, and some do, some don't, have the, the humidity. And as you very well know and you just said, humidity gauges are key Absolutely. to air quality. So really, you've talked a lot about how the different components of HVAC play into mold or spreading mm -hmm. mold. You said ducts, but where else can mold be found on an HVAC system? So uh, return air and I heard ducks. Well, there's a plenum that's that's actually part of the air handler. Um, like I said, I'm not. This is not my expertise. But there could be mold on the blower fan. There could be mold like inside. Once you take off the covers of your furnace, uh, usually there's one cover that's easy to get to. Usually you can only see like the burners. There's usually another cover that's a little more difficult to get to, or not get to to take off that has the blower. And so you have a you have a squirrel cage is probably what our listeners think of. Mm -hmm. That's what it looks like. But you want to make sure every fall, I would highly recommend, and most companies will do it. The gas companies, I know for sure, uh, typically do it. But you can pay them. It's hard to say what prices are these days. <laughs> they fluctuate. But I would say for less than $150, you can pay the gas company to come out and do a furnace inspection and they'll come out and look at everything and vacuum everything up and make sure everything's nice and clean. So okay. that is another spot where the, the actual fan housing is where you could have a lot of dust. So And wow. in that dust could be mold. How, how do people get on a schedule with all these different things? I mean, I was hearing the things you're saying, like <laughs> check here, check there, get your ducks clean. How do you get on a good schedule with that? I, for me personally, I think it always works best. You know, we do, it'll be coming up here in several weeks, the fall checklist. So for me, uh, whether you have an HVAC system or it's just forced air, in the fall is always a good time. And if you do it around daylight savings time, you do it around Halloween, um, whenever you want to do it, just pick a date that you do it every time, every year. And this is for, for the furnace maintenance. This isn't air filters. Air filters you've got to do every three months. So put that in your phone. But for the furnace, in the fall, that's when I would hire a company to come out and service it, make sure everything looks good. At that point, you know, every other year have the ducts clean okay. also. That makes a lot of sense. And when it comes to duct cleaning too, um, we'll do a, an episode down the road concerning duct cleaning. Because we, we were just talking about before we started recording, I don't know about our listeners, but some here, it's, it's happening in Utah, Wyoming. They're scammers, and I don't know how they're doing it, honestly. I, it's a weird scam. There's a lot of duct cleaning companies that are scammers. It's weird. It, it's, and why? why? The, it, it's a weird one. I don't yeah. know. I, it, it's weird. <laughs> it's social media. You know, you see you see posts where that I've been seeing for quite a while now where, where someone says, I just lost my daughter, but her PS5 or whatever game system I'm selling. Right. It's just a scam. It's sad. But but there are a lot of scammers out there. So you got to be be very careful. But what I was going to say is, is I'll, I'm going to do an episode where we talk about that and we, 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 we talk about what 
you know, what to be looking for when you hire a company. And that's what reminded me of these scammers. Well, and the, but the other thing is, and maybe you can speak to this from the home inspection perspective, are these kinds of things that have been done disclosed when somebody's buying a house? I mean, does somebody get a history on ducts being cleaned or HVAC servicing or? I don't, I doubt it. Okay. okay. I, I don't think, you're not required to put that in your disclosure. Oh, okay. Um, it's funny that you mentioned that because it, it was never, even when I did home inspections, I never said, when did you have your ducks clean last? Yeah. To the, or ask the sellers. Exactly. Typically the sellers not there anyways. But to me, it wasn't really relevant because for me, you know, I was working for the buyers typically. I always told them, you should get your ducks clean. Uh, after buying. Yep. And then okay. I would say, clean your HVAC ducts, clean your dryer ducts. If you have a, a, a fireplace, have the, the chimney flues cleaned. That was just normal. So to me, it, it didn't really matter. It's kind of like a septic tank. Mm -hmm. And I would always tell the new buyers, just have it pumped. You know, whether you pay for it or you require the sellers to do it, they can tell you it was pumped last year, but we don't know for sure. Exactly. So that's how I approach that. Okay. So so then literally if somebody's listening to this and they're buying a home, once you buy the home, you should do those things. Yeah. If if you're buying an existing home, right. not a, if, if you're moving into a new... Well, I shouldn't say that actually. I was going to say if you're moving into new construction, you don't need it, but you actually do. You actually do. New construction <laughs> has a lot of debris in the ducts. Yep. From sheetrock to all sorts of stuff. So, so yeah, whether it's new construction or not, I'm glad I caught myself there. Yeah, you should do it either way. Because of all the, <laughs> yes. the dirt and the dust and the things that you're talking about exactly. around new construction. Bugs, mice, you name it. All, all of that. Ugh. Can mold get inside the home from the condensing coil outside? I Meaning, can it get from that outside component? No. Okay. No. Okay. No, it's... And that's... You know, I've had people ask me, and that's why I put it as a question. A lot of people said, well, you know... Uh, I was told because we have algae grown on our siding that, you know, it's right by where that condensing unit is outside. So it's sucking all that, that algae and it's putting it in the home. There is zero, or shouldn't be, zero air transfer from that condensing unit into your ducts. Zero. Okay. It, the only thing that, that it's doing is it's, it's pulling the air to push the, the coolant, the ref through the refrigerant lines into the furnace. Yeah. But there, even the refrigerant lines, there's, that's, that's not, you're not breathing anything of that. Period. Okay. So as far as mold, no, there's no, no transfer. No. Period. That's good. That's good to know. So what, what's your call to action for people when it comes to HVAC systems and mold? Uh, like we just talked about, have your ducts cleaned. Um, and a lot of people don't think they have to. And then make sure you replace your air filters every three months or sooner if needed. And as you put in the mold box, document, journal, yes. yeah. keep a record of doing yeah. these things. Well, we have phones them. that you can write notes down in. I mean, it, yeah. it's kind of, I don't want to say lazy, but there's no excuse if you can't keep things documented these days. We have voice recordings you can do on a phone. You can do it in a Word document on your computer. There are a million ways you can do it. You need to document. Absolutely. You, you, what you're doing, when you change your filters last. A lot of people write it right on the furnace. I'm not a fan of that, but yeah. But you can get a piece of tape and just put on the furnace and just, you know, every time you change the filters, put the date on it. Put the date on but it. I've seen a lot of people use a, a Sharpie and put it like right on the actual. I wouldn't do that, but yeah, but find a way. Yep. Find just a keep way. it documented. Well, and for those who are thinking, you know, I have an HVAC system, my house is enclosed, it's super protected. They probably want to read the mold epidemic to understand yeah. yep. 
what living in an enclosed system really yeah. means. Yeah, it's it, it's interesting we talk about new construction because it's similar to what I hear about radon. And a lot of people are like, oh, it's brand new construction. I don't have to worry about it. It doesn't matter. Mold doesn't really care <laughs> how old your home is. Neither does radon. Yep. So very similar when it comes to that. Definitely. So make sure you go to, to cnccontractorservices.com and check out, if you haven't read it yet, The Mold Epidemic. Yep. We'll catch you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to this episode. Make sure you go to our website at cnccontractorservices.com and sign up for the mold investigation checklist. Again, go to cnccontractorservices.com and get your free mold investigation checklist today. You can also on cnccontractorservices.com find out more about Steve's courses and books and consultations. Once again, go to cnccontractorservices.com.